0: You're listening to A Playful Podcast, where I talk about everything from the wonders of messy play to stories from my wonderful but messy life. I'm Mariah, and I'm the creator of A Playful Purpose, Learning for Littles, and I'm so glad you found me. All right, let's get this party started. Hey everyone, welcome back to A Playful Podcast. We are here, it is February, the month of Valentine's Day, the month of love, 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 and I am super excited about everything coming up this month. Today's episode is all about themes in kindergarten and why themes are actually totally okay. But before we start, I'll just do the weekly check-in where I tell you a little bit about what's been going on in my life. This weekend coming up, I'm so excited because we're heading to an A-frame nearby, near-ish by I guess, it's about an hour away, for our first little mini family vacation. And this is something we've been looking forward to for a long time. We booked it actually right after Ollie passed away um, because we needed something to look forward to and we figure, well, now that we don't have a dog, at least we can go on kind of little weekend getaways, which is a sad but true reality that we are now living. And so we booked this little vacation and we are so excited to get away into the woods to this beautiful little A-frame cabin. We're going to make it a tech-free weekend. I won't be doing any work. I won't be posting on socials. We'll just be spending time as a family, playing games, and kind of relaxing and getting in touch with ourselves a little bit. I know Dave and I are both looking forward to reading and puzzling and playing games, and I'm going to take a stab at journaling as well to kind of work through a few things I've been thinking about. And also, I think I want to write down my birth story and start processing that trauma a little bit more. This is also my first scheduled weekend off of 2022, and this is one of my goals for the year that I had talked about in the New Year's episode, that I want to start scheduling these days off where I'm not allowed to work, and so far I have not been very good at it, but this will be the first one where I'm not bringing my computer, we're not doing any tech, and I literally will not be able to work. And I think this will be really hard for me, if I'm being honest, but hopefully really refreshing, and by the end of the weekend I will see the value in it, and I'll be more likely to do it again and again. Anywho, let's dive into today's episode, which is kind of a controversial opinion, but I'm here for it. We're just going to go for it and kind of see what happens. This episode is a little bit shorter than normal, but my vibe is always to say what I need to say and nothing more, because your time is valuable and I don't want to waste a second of it. And the controversy is that I am okay with themes in kindergarten. Now before you throw your hands up in the air and unfollow me and turn off this podcast, let's just dive into this. Let's talk about it a little bit and why this might be such a kind of (gasps) gasp moment for people. And I think that's because the idea of themes in kindergarten goes hand in hand with that kind of visual of that older, almost retired kindergarten teacher who has cupboards and cupboards and closets filled with cardboard boxes that are filled to the brim with themes. And the outside of the box is labeled apples. And then inside there are dusty old books and puppets that you don't know when they last saw the light of day and yellowed handouts that are curling and have typos on them or are from who knows where of cut and paste activities, worksheets, weathered books, the wrinkled borders they're going to put up every single year on their bulletin display, the tried and true crafts that have gotten a little bit dingy through storage over the years. You know what I'm talking about. You know that visual. The one when they retire and they gift everything to the teacher who's inheriting their classroom, but really that just means that you have two weeks worth of purging before you can set up your room. That's the visual we get when we think about themes in kindergarten. And while this can be true, and I've experienced it myself, themes don't have to be old school. Themes in the traditional sense, like I just mentioned, are definitely problematic when it comes to thinking about modern pedagogy and curriculum expectations, for example, of the Ontario kindergarten program. It also limits us from maybe embracing the new and keeping ourselves from getting uninspired and keeping ourselves from feeling burnt out and kind of bogged down if we're doing the same thing every single month. If every September you're doing apples and then you switch to pumpkins in October, it's hard to keep fresh and keep on top of things and keep feeling motivated and excited about your job when it's just monotonous and the same over and over and over again. When we're really concrete in our themes like this, it can also really limit co-planning. And of course, it limits the ability of our littles to be co-planning with us and to be co-creating the classroom and the learning that they're interested in. And really this all bogs down to when we're using themes and following a calendar instead of following their interest. But what I find is happening is that people are so concerned with not seeming old school that even if their littles are genuinely interested in apples, they avoid this topic like the plague because it's a traditional quote-unquote theme. And they think that they can't embrace this interest. They think that they can't do any activities with apples or pumpkins or Halloween or whatever it is because it's a theme and they want to be doing a purely inquiry-based program and they feel all this pressure to be creating Pinterest-worthy Reggio-inspired centers in their classroom. And what this means is that we're actually limiting ourselves and we're putting boundaries on the learning that our littles are interested in. In my opinion, this is largely in part due to the current push, focus, pressure, and romanticizing of inquiry. And don't get me wrong, I love inquiry. I'm a huge fan of following the interest of our littles, inquiry-based projects, collaborative bulletin boards, recording our learning, seeing where it takes them, having completely open-ended planning, not planning at all, and doing reflective planning. I love it all. But I also think that it can be too much for some people to be doing big, beautiful inquiries all the time. And this has been true for me in my years in kindergarten, especially when behavior was my main concern. And when I had daily evacuations, there's no way that I had the energy, the capacity, or quite frankly, the resources that could stay up in my room in order to facilitate these wonderful, deep learning connections. I've also had problems where I've worked in schools where for the first six months of the year, my students didn't wonder about anything. And I had to really coach them and teach them how to inquire and how to wonder before they were ready to do an inquiry on their own. It can also be hard if right now you're teaching in the pandemic and things keep closing and opening and closing and opening and facilitating a virtual inquiry while possible is definitely a lot harder to keep people interested and to get that co-planning piece that makes inquiry so special. So if you find yourself in this position and you're sitting there feeling overwhelmed by inquiry and feeling the pressure of inquiry and feeling like you are not doing the program justice, I want you to try and reframe it in your mind a little bit. And hopefully this will make you feel a little bit better about themes when you realize that themes that follow the interest of our littles are essentially inquiry. And bear with me for a minute here while I say that again. Themes that follow the interest of our littles are essentially inquiry. How can this be true? Well, if we pick themes on what they're interested in and not the calendar month, and we end the theme when the interest ends, we are essentially creating an inquiry. Let's take that apples example again. Let's say one day you're sitting around during nutrition break and you notice that five kids at a table all have apples of different colors. They start talking about it, comparing what they look like, what they taste like, things like this. You could take this apple and make it into a theme, make it into an inquiry. It doesn't need to be this humongous project that takes up all of your time, energy, and planning, but by following that small interest and then digging into your folder of apple-themed activities you're kind of doing a happy medium of theme-based planning and inquiry-based planning because you have everything organized already for this theme umbrella, but they've shown the interest, they've showed the inquiry in that specific topic. In order to modernize this whole idea of teaching with a theme, you can mix up how you're doing your planning. Your planning will involve obviously educator-led planning in which you are going on Teachers by Teachers, you are going on Pinterest, you're searching up things about apples, you're looking in your computer folders, you're thinking about what you've done in past years, and you are prepping and planning for those activities. But you're also going to include your littles in this process as well. There's going to be some student planning where you ask them, what do you want to learn about it? What kind of activities do you need? What kind of things can we pull out from the cupboard to make a loose parts center based on this interest? So you're going to be bringing them into that planning process so that it's less educator focused and more everybody focused. And you're going to think about your planning as being a bit more fluid. So maybe on Sunday night, you're going to set out and do all of your planning for a week, but then by Wednesday, you're going to realize, okay, we're not really into apples anymore. So instead of pushing it and continuing to work through all of your planned apple themes, you're going to switch it up and do something else. Maybe for the sake of burnout, you're going to continue for that week, but then you're not going to continue again on Monday with a brand new set of Apple activities. You're going to let it go and think of something else. When we're able to switch our mindset to a mindset of curiosity, we can really embrace themes in a new light. So just remember that you are not the keeper of knowledge. Everyone is learning together. You certainly do not need to know everything about oceans or apples or whatever it is they're showing their interest in. And in fact, it's actually better if you aren't because then they can learn through you. You're then modeling learning, you're modeling the inquiry process, and you're modeling how to look up things you don't know, which has so much value in it. When we know everything, or we put that pressure on ourselves to know everything, we establish ourselves as that kind of keeper of knowledge in the room, which can stifle their own curiosities and their own independence when it comes to seeking answers. So just remember, if you're thinking of starting up with a theme, that's totally okay, but you don't need to be the expert on this theme everyone can be learning about it together. The other thing that's going to modernize your ability to use themes in the classroom is to go into it with an open-ended outcome and an open-ended goal. So whereas in the past, maybe you're, I'm just going to keep going with this Apple theme, even though I don't really think that many of us are out here doing Apple themes, but it was the first thing that came to my mind and I'm just going to roll with it. If, for example, Normally, you have like a list of 10 Apple activities that you like to do with your kinders or that's what maybe like the traditional idea in our mind is saying is that this old school teacher has a bin of 10 Apple activities. She does them throughout the month of September and then she closes it up, pulls out the pumpkin bin, does the same 10 activities about pumpkins. So instead of in your mind having the outcome being, okay, we're going to complete all of these 10 activities on Apple's your outcome is going to be a lot more open-ended and you're going to follow the interest of your little. So you're going to follow the interest within that theme and the direction that they're pulling you in. So if previously it was like, okay, we're going to do these 10 activities and on the last day of our apple unit, we are going to make applesauce. Well, maybe when you actually start out to do that, you realize that no one in your class likes applesauce and they don't want to go that direction. They want to learn about the kinds of apples. They want to learn about how apples grow. Maybe you can do a virtual or a real field trip to an apple orchard. Maybe they want to make apple pie instead. Maybe they want to try and plant their own apple trees. And that's going to veer off into a brand new theme, a brand new inquiry about growth and planting and gardening. By allowing yourself that flexibility and that grace in your planning, we're moving very far away from that traditional rote themes are bad mentality and into an inquiry lens that is embracing A lot more of the modern concepts and the modern ideas of kindergarten. And I just want to take this opportunity to remind you that we're all out here doing our best to support our littles, and we're all doing our best to keep up to date with modern practices and change up our teaching philosophies so that we can best support our littles the way that we know how. And the reality is, this is going to look different for every single educator. And it's okay if there's an educator down the hall or if you yourself love to teach a more traditional approach to themes. Maybe that's what you're comfortable with. Maybe that's what makes you feel safe at school. Maybe that's something that you actually in your experience have found that your littles really respond well to and love. And if that's the case, that is totally fine. Just remember that everyone has their own kind of spin on teaching, their own place, their own way that it makes them shine and makes them special. And just because it's not working for you, doesn't mean it's not working for that teacher down the hall. Hopefully, these kind of ideas I shared with you today will maybe inspire you to move a tiny bit more toward the inquiry direction while embracing that safety of the themes. A simple shift in mindset can really go a long way when it comes to changing how we see, perceive, and teach themes in the classroom. And that's what this episode is all about. And that brings us to the end of this episode of A Playful Podcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to so you don't miss the next episode. And until then, sparkle and shine.